0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Saturday, August 6, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. When evaluating the relative effectiveness of border protection and the desire among would-be legal immigrants to come to the U.S., one metric doesn't get its due, the number of current job openings in the United States. Cato's Alex Narasta details why the simple explanation for border crossings deserves more consideration. So between the Trump administration and the Biden administration, what do we know in terms of the differences between apprehensions or interactions at the border uh, between U.S. law enforcement and uh, people trying to cross the border?
1: Donald Trump inherited a fairly stable border with around four to five hundred thousand apprehensions of illegal immigrants per year. And with a few small exceptions, like a big surge in 2019, it was relatively stable around those numbers. What happened, though, around COVID is that President Trump, due to the pandemic, instituted an order called Title 42, which changed Border Patrol policy from taking illegal immigrants and putting them in detention facilities and putting them through the justice system and then deporting them to basically just pushing them back over the border almost immediately. And that happened at a time when the numbers of people crossing also collapsed due to COVID and everything else that happened in April of uh, 2020. Since then, however, the numbers have been escalating. The numbers of people coming across the border and being apprehended have escalated dramatically.
0: So we haven't seen a a change that appears to tie in with a change in administration. Like, like, explain to me what, What policies have changed from Trump to Biden with respect to operations at the border?
1: So Title 42 is still in effect along the border right now. Uh, But President Biden has liberalized some rules, has liberalized some rules about uh, asylum, sent a lot of messages about how we're going to be more open without doing a whole lot. But in terms of the policies actually changed at the border, they're not that dramatically different. But when you take a look at the data, you see a pretty clear break when Joe Biden takes office. So when you know Trump was in office for his last year, the numbers were going up every month, and then they doubled, basically, more than doubled in the first two months of the Biden administration and have stayed at a very high level between about 170,000 and 220,000 per month. The number of encounters per month. So not individuals, but number of times that people have been encountered by Border Patrol. So a very large increase.
0: Yeah. So you you po- you did a blog post recently uh, at the Cato blog. And from January 21 to February 21 of 2021, big jump. And then the jumps, the jump gets even larger and is sort of hovered around that area. What explains
1: that? So the best, <laughs> the best explanations are that the U.S. labor market is on fire. Even though we're technically, well, according to some definitions, technically in a recession right now, the number of job openings is extraordinary. There's 10.2 million private job openings in the United States right now, which is the largest number Uh, or near the largest number ever recorded in the history of the entire data set. And the next largest number was just a few months ago. So we have a job market that is on fire, almost double the amount of job openings in the United States currently than the average during the Trump administration. So while pundits and the media and, and critics of President Biden too are talking about rule changes that President Biden has made along the border that are mostly cosmetic as an explanation for this, it seems to me the biggest explanation is that the job market is going crazy. And when you track out the numbers over time, going back years through the Trump administration, Obama, other administrations, the job openings in the inside of the United States is a pretty good indicator of the number and predictor of the numbers of illegal immigrants who show up.
0: Yeah, they seem to track reasonably well, at least when there's a large increase in the number of job openings, you also see a large increase uh, in the number of uh, interactions at the border.
1: Yes, that's correct. And we see that over time. So one of my frustrations in reading news stories and talking with reporters and going on the radio is everybody wants to talk about what the Biden administration has done on the border with new rules. And there have been some actions taken there, and they want to sort of tie that to what's going on on the border. But that's like missing the forest for the trees. The big the big factor that really explains it is the strength of the labor market in the United States. And this makes perfect sense when you think about it. You know, immigrants aren't coming here to hang out. Uh, they're coming here to work by and large. That's the primary draw of coming to the United States. Is work, and when you take a look at a lot of these countries where these folks are coming from, uh, especially in uh, Latin America and in and, um, and in Mexico, you know you have wage increases, dramatic wage increases from coming to the United States of like factors of a uh, three to three to ten, depending on how you measure them, and that's got to be an even bigger draw when there are 10.2 million job openings. So. If I read a story about what's going on on the border and it doesn't talk about the strength of the U.S. labor market, I get very frustrated as an economist and as a policy analyst. So this was a frustration that was building for a while. And I finally decided to write it down.
0: I've seen a lot of memes recently, which is uh, sort of characterizing the long history of the phrase, nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> uh, which of course is not true. Uh, it may be to the extent that it is true, may be more true of Americans than it is for people uh, trying to get to the United States from uh, Mexico or other, or other parts of Latin America. So, um, you know, how are employers uh, that you're aware of responding generally to this idea that, uh, you know, we have these huge amount of job openings and we have a massive... Enforcement infrastructure aimed at pre- actively preventing these employers from finding people to do the jobs that they need done.
1: For the small number of visas that actually are available, you're seeing record numbers of employers file petitions to hire people uh, overseas to come in lawfully on visas. But like you said, the visa restrictions are so onerous that that doesn't fill more than a handful. Of those open jobs uh we see obviously there's a lot more employment of illegal immigrants unlawfully in the united states by employers as a result of the uh the the job market Uh, we also are uh seeing large increases in nominal wages so that's not inflation adjusted but wages are going up in nominal terms the thing that makes this very tricky is of course the high rate of inflation currently and wages usually lag that, uh, not always, but they typically lag that inflation indicator for a while. So while fla- in- wages are rising nominally, they're not rising in real terms. They've probably gone down a little bit in real terms, as far as we can tell, looking at the evidence. So while employers are trying to adjust uh, quickly, and they are held back by a bureaucracy and they're held back by a lot of the chaos and uncertainty uh, caused by inflation.
0: So uh, going forward for employers that are looking actively for workers, what would be the quickest, easiest thing for the Biden administration and Congress to do that would, uh, because I know Congress is in in the midst of taking some action on uh, allowing people who have visas that would otherwise expire to stay, Mm -hmm. um, which makes sense. Uh, But for employers that are just looking to, you know, earn that higher profit, employing these workers that will drop that will deliver that uh, profit. What's the biggest thing or the easiest thing that the Biden administration could do to make that s- simpler?
1: The number one thing they could do is to start deregulating the H-2A visa for temporary agricultural workers and massively expand and deregulate the H-2B for temporary lower skill non-agricultural workers. Um, That will require actions by both the administration and Congress. And the regulatory actions, however, will take many, many months because of the entire process. So in terms of right now, these are actions they should have begun taking as soon as he entered office. And he has been dragging, President Biden and his administration have been dragging their feet on doing any of these, and in many cases are actively trying to increase the number and burden of regulations and rules on these visas. So what I would say you should do is take a look, President Biden should take a look at his uh, 2020 platform that he ran on for president and follow a lot of the recommendations in there when it comes to expanding legal immigration.
0: I was about to say, this is not, the policies that he has in place are not the ones he ran on.
1: Not at all. I mean, this is the one policy area Where I thought President Biden would be better than President Trump on maybe you know one of the handful that he would definitely be better on, and it's been a sore disappointment uh, in every way, and it just goes to unfortunately confirm a lot of the pessimism that many libertarians feel about the federal government.
0: Alex Narasta directs economic and social policy studies at the Cato Institute. Please give a rating to the Cato Daily podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Kato Podcast.